All right, Nick, you ready? You ready to do the yeah, show? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Let's okay. do things. All right. Hello, and okay, go ahead, Nick. You said you were going to be, I was going to be you, and I'm happy to be, I'm happy to be Hello you. Hello, and welcome to the early start of the podcast. <clears throat> go ahead, keep finish it off. Oh, hold on, let me tab over to the thing here real quick. I, uh, as uh, Jeff, I am never prepared, and I have the daily voice. Don't ask, um, I am your co-host, uh, well, hello, welcome to the year we started the podcast, podcast board, Phoenix-like, from the ashes of the prior Nick, podcast. oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I can't even, that I can't, voice I, I actually can't, hurt me, I, I, I feel bad, because through. you I don't have, no, worth it. I don't, I think we should start over. We started a podcast. It's a podcast board Phoenix like from the ashes of the podcast that got started a few seconds ago and also the previous podcast. I am your co host, Jeff. Nice. I don't, I feel really bad. I'm your co host, Nick. <laughs> And this is our podcast where a couple of friends that are half a continent apart that would like to come in there and talk about it. Blah, blah, blah. Nick, the, okay, well, I, actually, you know what? Uh, internet, the the reason why we did this was because uh, Nick, in all of his glorious podcasting skills, is yeah. exceptional at many things. But one yeah. of them is canceling on me twice during this yeah. week's recording. That's, that's how and, I do that. yeah. and, and, and so I texted, like, here's here's what, here's what how my go, or here's how my day goes on recording day, Nick. Mm-hmm. I, we don't talk to each other. Uh, like uh, about the recording that we're about to do that day. Typically until at least I feel like on an early day, it's like 10 a.m. my time. So I assume about when you get up. But there's some times where it like creeps into the late afternoon. <laughs> it's just like, hey, just it checking does. in to make sure we're still doing podcasts together. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and also, do you have something to talk about this week? Because I don't or vice versa. Um, And so we did that a couple of times. Had a couple of recording uh, uh, mishaps. So we had to push back a recording a couple of days. And mishaps is a very kind way for you to say that. I just a, put, put. a couple uh, Nick centric mishaps, at least yeah, yeah. from my perspective. I don't know what all went behind the scenes, but anyways. Um, so so Nick had to push the recording a couple of days uh, in a row, and and so today I texted Nick to make sure that he was still good to record by asking him if I needed to start practicing my Nick impressions. Um, I don't know why my impression of you is nasally. I'm pretty sure my voice is more nasally than yours. So uh, you don't. I've never thought of your voice as nasally. I was just doing it to make funny. Like hey, I'm I'm Jeff, but you know I don't think wow. it's a valid, I don't think it's a valid wow. way to make fun of you. Well, anyways, um, so yeah, you what was it? What did you say? You said I could play the part of Nick uh, this week. Yeah, yeah, you could you could be Nick. Yeah. Why don't you just Why don't you just do this this uh, this long topic here? <laughs> you know, uh, I've, I've helpfully given you some notes. I've given you the name, which was four. Man, <laughs> I I took back over the reins, and then completely <laughs> crashed the plane right back into the ground. Um, Nick, I want to know, uh, man. We're gonna have to maybe fly through a couple of these things, but I want to know. Uh, this was a podcast that I think we mutually probably listened to this week, depending on where you're at with your backlog of podcasts. But, um, what do you do with your contacts, uh, on your phone? Do you purge them? You feel like, I feel like I should ask you this because oh, no, I, I, so I haven't listened to most of my, my podcasts this week. And okay. Well, you'll figure out what it is later. Yeah. Okay. 
But Wait, I want to continue. I, I want to know because I feel like if, if there's anybody in my life that is particular about keeping their well, I mean, Nick, you're Mister No Social Media. Do you purge contacts at, in any regularity at all, or do you have like contacts from people that are you know some random acquaintance from twenty years ago? I still have um my my uh my freaking uh I, I just I'm looking through here to find like the most dumb. I I found a um. A person who I did like a group project with in 2012 in my in my contact list here. Oh, I don't think I talked to them since thank, 2012. Thank do you gosh. think it's do you think it's okay for me to, to delete their contact? <laughs> 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 it's been that, nine years. Do you think it's safe? Uh, I mean, do you have any intention of following up with this person at any point in your life? <laughs> I vaguely recall Deontay being a really nice guy, is all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, if you accidentally butt dialed this person, how quickly would you have to just call it quits on this phone number and uh, to you know change numbers? Oh man, my list for that, like as I'm looking at my contacts right now, <laughs> it's, it's it's a pretty big list. Like the majority, the majority of the M's are not people that I know any longer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so wild. I was looking through it and like uh, one of the numbers is from a corporate phone. Of a person that I haven't worked with in, I think, eight years. There you go. Which they, they turned in their corporate phone eight years ago. <laughs> so, like, it's not even like, oh, man, I would hate if I called this random person. This is yep. the most useless phone number I've ever had. Like, this is 100% a contact that is nothing to do with the person that is associated with. Yep, um, yep. But, yeah, no, I was just, like, I felt very seen because I'm – Definitely not the person to purge contacts because I, I just I guess you just never know. Uh, you never uh, know I think when I'm you're just gonna... lazy. It's not about me being like I, I just deleted that person that I said. Um, <laughs> good, good word. But but I'm not gonna go through this. This is a lot of stuff. I think there's a problem is that it's a compound problem. The longer that I wait, the more people there are. Although I do find it very annoying when I have to scroll really far. <laughs> Right. right like Nick, like here here's one. Um so I have one named Jim Neighbor, which was my neighbor named Jim. Yeah. That I have not lived next to for like four years now. Um yes. he moved like out of state. I barely I I mean, Nick, we've talked about how I am as a person. I'm not the type of person that's gonna like uh get super close with my neighbors. <laughs> like that's just not the thing that I'm good at doing. Um I especially am not going to get close to my neighbors that I haven't seen or live next to for half a decade. So yep. probably don't need that one. Probably oh, not. I, I just clicked to delete it. And I accidentally almost called them. Well, what is it? <laughs> that would have If you look at if you look at someone and they have a a, a last name and like a little instead of like a, a company thing, it says from someone's party, but I still don't know who. Like I have a full name. And somebody's party, who's, who I apparently must have met them at, at that party, and I still don't know who that is. I still don't know. <laughs> I have context clues. I don't know who you oh are, man. Oh my gosh! What does that say? Is that good? Is that good? I don't think I don't think you need those. I don't know. I thought it was okay. very funny because I went through some of mine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I am like the world's worst defender at this. Uh, so yeah. not not super surprising. I mean, I barely read my text messages. Not surprising that I don't go through and purge my contacts. But yeah, no. Um, you. When you put people in your phone, do you do first name, last name, or do you do like nicknames of people? Or um, so I uh, I. Stops putting people's nicknames unless it's like their nickname that they go by all the damn time. Um, I try to do full names and then I try really hard if it's somebody that I don't know very well to 
to put in a content like a uh, like a in the company. I I try to keep either their company or how I know them. That's good. How is your wife in your phone? If you don't mind sharing, uh, she is currently in there as wifey. Actually, um, really? Yeah. Um, do you, you want to guess at what mine is? Uh, I, I don't know. Is it just Katie? Mine is Katie Chesser. Yeah, Katie Chesser. I, yeah, I'm. I'm. I, I I like ripped the bandaid off a while back, and I only put people in by first and last name unless they're. I have. I do have one of the people in my phone as stupid insurance guy when our uh, Ford Escape <laughs> caught on fire. We had to be the, like one of the first people on a recall, and I had to talk to this insurance guy at Ford. Or I don't even know who who he was, but we had to talk uh, like I don't know probably fifty times to finally get everything co- uh, covered on that. But uh, but aside from when my car catches on fire for a recall, um, I typically just put people in first name, last name. No, I think that's I think that's the right attitude. Um, I will also tell you that uh, as I'm doing this, I should have put more last names in in my life. It's <laughs> a mistake I've made. It, it feels a little Spartan to do it. Like it feels like I'm just like I don't Spartan know. Spartan is the right word. Yeah. But but like the utility is very nice because if I didn't have like first name, last name for some of these people, I would have no idea why they're there. All right. Well, that we've talked 10 minutes now on the nope, fact that fine. you I push a podcast right and contacts. Nick, um, real quick. Last week, I think it was we talked about how I uh, we've talked about driving. You mentioned uh, it, like if you survey everybody, something like 75 percent or something like that, uh, people will say that they are an above average driver. Does it sound familiar? Yep. Yep, I don't remember the exact number, but the number is too high, far too high. More, <laughs> the, the number is more than fifty percent, therefore not possible. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, you know, for sure, I consider myself a below average driver. And you came to my defense and said, uh, you know, you've never had any issues driving with me, uh, which I appreciate. Oh, no, I, I jinxed it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> no, that okay. would be great. Um, no, recently we were uh, we were doing some stuff with our kids. We're going on a little bit of a very, very, very tiny one day trip with the kids for my son's birthday. And uh, my wife, uh, I the, the kids were being just so, so they, they were being kids on a car trip. And so I asked if I could listen to a podcast. And uh, so I was listening to a podcast and Katie uh, listened to what I thought was her book she had been reading, but she actually listened to our most recent episode where I talk about the fact that I am a below average driver as we're driving with our entire family. What? Why would that be bad? <laughs> and she's why, just like, why could that go badly? <laughs> and then like afterwards, uh, she's like, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a little awkward when <laughs> he's talked about how you were a below average driver. And I look over at you and you're driving our entire livelihood down the road. But yeah. aside from that, it was a good episode. That's so. just who I am. I mean, like, you know, the, the purpose Life. of women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Where, yeah, also in that same episode, I talked about how that was like a thing that I cared about as far as purpose goes. Um, so, oh my God. Uh, I just, so I'd like to tell you that the most uncomfortable I've ever been in my life is when uh, my dad and brother-in-law got in my car. And the last time I had been driving, I was listening to our podcast and uh, <laughs> like the, this, it just started auto playing my podcast of me talking. I felt like the oh, most man. egotistical human being in the entire <laughs> world. I rushed to mute my freaking bot like so fast. Like, no, no. Oh no, I've that makes me feel in a moment of shame as bad. I I can't imagine. I don't. I can't believe you. Well, no, it's different with your wife, right? Like your wife already knows, and she's yeah. already. Up, but but oh, like my anybody gosh. else. Not that makes okay. me feel 10 out of 10 awkward. Like uh-huh. if, oh man, oh my gosh, that is terrible. It reminds me of a thing that I, I literally, I, I definitely cannot talk about on air. But uh, after this episode, remind me that there was an awkward thing this week. I'll tell you. <laughs> 
Um, it, like it is literally ten out of ten cringe as well. Oh, good. Okay, great. <sighs> Nick, last week you put something about uh, when do you know when to cut something, and it like has been driving me mad yeah, all. Yeah. Like it, dri- like you, you told me that I needed to, to stop and actually talk about my topic last week, which I think was a good call. Yeah, uh, but it still hasn't made me stop wondering what on earth were you talking about. Um, so you you read cut as an editing thing, and uh, I bet you that's, that's the, so. What I was trying to get at is when do you cut habits oh. from your life? When do you cut habits from your uh, life? Far so far, far too late. Far too late. When, yeah. When, and how do when, you know it's the right thing to cut altogether? And how do you know that that's like that it's not a symptom and that it's actually the problem? Um. So after last, like before, like before we started this last week, I like Googled a little bit, and then I was like, well, I there's a lot that I could learn here, and you get a lot of pseudo uh psych like nonsense articles from you know all the the, the generic uh websites that want to ha- like have some uh, like where it's just an opinion article with no information at all but <sighs> my, my the reason i didn't have this as a main topic this week and the reason i didn't put it is because i'm pretty sure that to, in order to like adequately speak on this subject i would need to read several books and several studies like i i'm pretty sure that i couldn't do this justice we could have a, a, a like a you know not authoritative conversation on it but i would literally feel bad trying to like be authoritative about like how do you know what when to or to pretend that you know a couple articles read here and there gave me some kind of you know psychological or self-help level understanding uh of when is the appropriate time to change habits in your life you're such a better person at controlling what you do on a day-to-day basis than I am. <laughs> uh, like to even think about that. Like I definitely do. Like I have opinions on it, but I am so bad at actually executing on that. Like I let outside influences be so much stronger than they ought to be when making that sort of call. Like I think because like really for me, uh, the the answer to that would be when does the enjoyment when it whenever like that is far outweighed by the anxiety the or stress or yeah. the opportunity the, the cost weight. of something else yeah what when does the weight of that outweigh the the benefit like for a consistent amount of time because there's lots of like honestly like even like this podcast like it is there are some weeks where it's really hard to fit in and like that's hard but like there's other weeks where it's a blast and I I enjoy yep. it quite a lot, and so you know it. On the average, the uh, enjoyment and satisfaction that I get, like tenfold outweighs you know having to occasionally stay late right. or wake up early and edit or try to deal with my co-host canceling twice in a week uh, not, to do not, recording. Not that happens often. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know you, you're not too bad. I'm surprised yeah. at how 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 uh, rarely that happens. But no, I like that. That is an example of like I don't. Like, yes, it is sometimes stressful, but I really, really enjoy it. And it's honestly not that big of a cost because, you know, we just we do our little couple hour recording and right. uh, then I can figure out when to record or when to edit after that. And it's fun and people listen. and It's cool. But like there are definitely other things where it is a huge amount of time sink, uh, a la video games, and it really has to be worth, you know, that really has to be worth that squeeze because there it are. It really does. There, especially if you're doing it with friends, you have that guilt of like, oh man, I really need to spend, you know, 12 hours playing this video game with uh-huh. these people in order to not be a burden. And that, that is a lot of time. And that, I don't know, that, that is the sort of thing that I am bad though at like equally 
um, weighting the amount that I will be letting people down compared to the weight that it is in my life. But right. So the the thing here is, or like what I wanted to find out because I think that everything you said is a, and not to take away from your insight with it, but I think like most people would broadly agree with that, right? Like would broadly be like, yeah, yeah, yep. And you just gotta outweigh. The positives versus the negatives, and the negatives can be all kinds of damn things. It can be uh, stress in the moment. It could be stress leading up to it, time commitment, that uh, you know, opportunity costs, uh, the specific time that it happens, whatever, lack of sleep. Who who knows, right? Trillions of things, but uh, trillions is an exaggeration, but a lot of that things. is a lot. <laughs> um, but so I was wondering, kind of, are we good at answering that question? Are we good at assessing those things? I don't think so. No, we're we're you're <laughs> yeah. correct. We're not. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so one thing for me, you say that I'm good at this. I am good at choosing to uh, excise things from my life. What I'm not good at is then repurposing that that time effectively or repurposing time effectively. I feel like I am productive and am uh, like I do think I'm productive with my time. I do think that I do have priorities decently down, but I also feel like my downtime is like almost never good. The time that you, you just what do you fill it with though? Because you don't do social media stuff. Like, and that's like, the thing is nothing is like at this point it just I I take I away. I don't understand. <laughs> what I, I mean don't. is like YouTube, or I'll just mindlessly listen to podcasts, or I'll like mindlessly listen to music, or something dumb. It just just really dumb, yeah. content, like really low level, like just me intentionally going through YouTube. Like, is there anything long I can listen to or watch or whatever? And what what percentage of the things that you listen to in those times are things that you have subscribed to versus things that are on the algorithm fed stuff? 50, 50, 50, 50. But, and even algorithm fed stuff, I usually just get bored and like, don't like the algorithm stuff. And then I spend a lot of time not doing that. Um, I will occasionally go back to video games that I know that I don't like. And it's like, (laughs) why am I still playing this game in 2021? What am I doing? And so that was like something that prompted me as I realized that I play a game sometimes that I uh, I don't play enough to be good at anymore. I'm worse at it than I ever was. And uh, I occasionally told myself, well, uh, when I started playing it again somewhat recently, it was because during the pandemic, another a different friend of mine played and I was like, oh, I'll play with Jay sometimes. That's great. It's been cool. But at the same time, I don't really play it with Jay that often. But during the day when I get really bored and I feel like I've, I, uh, I like I need a break from work, I'll turn it on for 30 minutes. And every time it's an annoyed 30 minutes. Every yeah. time I'm like, what do I do? This is stupid and dumb. So I uninstalled <laughs> it. And I was like, why am I so bad at knowing whether this is a bad thing for me to, uh, to have in my life? Uh, and yeah. Yeah. That's all. Either one of us, given enough time to research on that, would also have lots of interesting things to say about it. But I definitely, I see why that would be uh, a topic that is, you know, hard to try to try to pretend that I'm an authority on. Um, I will say, uh, speaking on this with my sister uh, for a little, a little bit, like not this specifically, but something kind of tangentially related to this, just because it was in my head. Um, she actually ha- gave me a book that's kind of related about how to frame. Uh, how, that she said touches on or focuses on how to frame um your like work-life balance and your priorities and things and prioritizing things based on the positive outlook of it like basically trying to find the time to do the things that you prioritize instead of trying to find uh things to cut that you're not enjoying um and that's i think that's a good outlook that i could (laughs) what's it what's it called can you because i've read Uh, so many of these dumb books uh the, the book is called Triumphs of Experience, Five okay, Major take, not, Takeaways from an Incredible Study. 
Um, it's not one that I've read, thank gosh, because otherwise I'd have opinions because I have so many opinions in all of them. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> totally read. okay. Um, it's, so it's not about that implicitly. It's about uh, it's about a Harvard grant study of several uh, men in their in their hundreds. So like it's about their like the long form of their life, like a very long look at their life and what's made them happy and something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know that much about it, uh, except for that my sister was talking about how they one of their things that they were talking about inside of it was that framing of, um, you know, find more time to spend with your wife, find more yeah. time to exercise, find more time, not cut the, the bad thing. The bad things will get cut. The thing that, you you know, you'll naturally select for the things that are not a priority if you do that. Right. Yeah, totally. Totally makes sense. Yeah. Nick, uh, before we hop into your last uh, your main topic, I I do like I've since I thought it was an editing question for so long. <laughs> And I would yes. like, I would like you to ask me <laughs> what what makes it uh, something that I want to cut from the show versus not cut from the show because I thought about it so much because I thought that's what you're going to ask me instead of all this very deep, more nuanced stuff that matters that's much deep. more broadly. I don't know if it's that that deep or that nuanced. I mean, it's 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 an important question, I think, but I don't know if it's that. If I'm, <laughs> what are you? I'm not like deep because I'm like I should stop playing this video game. What a deep question. <laughs> what do you What do you think makes it like if I I listened back to that last bit? What do you think is the thing that makes me decide whether that's like, oh, that's uh, good for the podcast, which is awkward to ask because I don't know if I think it's good for the podcast yet or not. Um, so maybe I'm talking about something that didn't even happen uh, um, for you. Maybe listener. I, I would think that you would go for the thing like you'd try to remove um, superfluous like rambling. And I think that you would try to remove um, things that don't lead directly into a point or a joke. That's pretty good. Really, like that is pretty good. Here's here's what I would add to that is when when we first record, like there's been only like one or two times where I've had to like we get off this recording and I like we stop, we get the stuff uploaded, I download it, get it all in Audacity, do all my leveling, and uh, and then do the do the edit. Okay, the same day, like that that is the worst possible way to do this sort of thing. What I like to do is have a day or two separate. Uh, like, honestly, even 24 hours is plenty good. Like, as long as it's not the same flipping day, if I can sleep on it uh, and, like, let some of these conversations uh, age a little. I, I typically know what are the things that were – like, there's certain things that I, I just love. Like, because I, I think back at them, like, from our conversation from yesterday or day before or whatever. And, like, I'm still laughing about how, like, that was a really funny way to talk about whatever it was. Uh, very <laughs> self-induced or whatever the word is there. But like, I, I really enjoyed the way we talked about it. And then, then there's the things where like, I found it very interesting and I'm not sure how good you or I expressed ourselves in explaining that thing and how interesting it was. That's and, fair. And it's like, I know so quickly when I actually listen back to those parts, like, Oh, is this, is this an interesting thing or is this something that I cringe so hard listening at? And it's not like you did bad or I did bad particularly. It's just like, man, this conversation did not accurately portray how interesting this topic is. And like, I don't even need to listen very far into it until I'm like, all right, I need to start ed- like, I need to start figuring out where the next bit is because this needs to go. Uh, like there's, there's no part of anything I'm going to listen to after this that was worth the listen for the first like two minutes or three minutes of the podcast to get to that point. Like it's just, it's way, way too bad at expressing the idea. And I don't, I don't want to subject our poor listeners to that. And that's fair. That's that's a. I think that's a good. 
It's just uh, it's it's thumb. very it's very weird though because it's not like it's not like I listened all to the entire thing and I'm like okay hmm what do I think it's like there's some things that I enjoy and I just laugh while we listen and I just edit out our little ums and uh and re like you know doubling back on top you just clean uh, it up or whatever yeah I, I, yeah I clean it up. I'm cleaning it up but by and large I'm just laughing and listening as we go along uh, and then there's ones where like. Oh man, I don't know how I feel about this. Oh man, I feel uncomfortable. Oh man, it's it's like it's like my social anxiety is really good at this because like I don't like being awkward around other people and so the thought of doing this awkward, you know, conversation around the thing that we're doing a bad yeah. job about is like turned up to 11 and so I'm really really happy to just, <laughs> Well, nope, that that conversation is gone. And maybe Nick, maybe this will be gone too. I'm not sure. But Who can say? Who can I say? Well, well, you can say. You you <laughs> and I will. Um, <laughs> Nick, I want to hear about your main topic this week. I have no idea. My last topic for this week is about four-day work week. Because I feel like oh, I've man. read... Oh, man. Oh, my yes. gosh. I feel like I have read about a trillion headlines about four-day work weeks. And so I decided to finally dive in and try to learn more about stuff. And I didn't find conclusive stuff because I tried to find uh all kinds of stuff do you have any opinion on uh, the idea of a four-day work, work week i do have opinions on a four-day week uh, work week on our episode four four but uh nick i want to know Wait, for did, uh, did we did you really did we already talk about this am i the worst <laughs> nick i appreciate the uh i'm sure that all the time that you've spent preparing for this podcast that required it to be delayed uh, by a couple days was yeah. was mo- mainly focused on that how you could tie it into the episode was- number as we typically do, most most of our episodes do tie into our episode number. Jeff, genuinely, I swear that wasn't why I missed out on days. It wasn't because I was I needed research. Jeff, I'm the worst. Did we talk about this on episode four already? Did you already do this a deep dive? What? No. Did you already do a deep dive on it? No, no. I just said episode four four, like episode forty four. We're on episode oh, forty four. Oh, oh, you didn't talk about this already. No, I was just making a joke about how okay. it's episode forty-four and how much I appreciate you spending. Anyways, it was Jeff. It was it was a joke. Well, well okay. landed. Apparently. I thought that you said that you did it on episode four already. Jeff, I'm, I'm, I'm a big dumb a, dog. I I might I may have. We'll we'll see what the edit guy says in post. But anyways, the, ed- the edit guy. I don't trust that guy. So okay. Nick, four day work week. That's crazy. I'm sure that I'm editing. <laughs> uh, okay, so four day work week. Yeah, I definitely what, have what's opinions. Your, uh, what is your opinion? Right now, do you think that it sounds like it would be effective? You work in a in a specific corporate environment. Like, let me in your. Like, do you think it would be a uh, a feasible thing for you and your team? Um, not only am I in an environment where that is something that is relevant, but also have been a part of uh, discussions on this, like what that looks like over the next handful of years. Um, do I? So Dude. I have two opinions on this. Um, one is, do I personally, me, Jeff, that does not uh, share, this is not an opinion that is representative no, of no, 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 the company no, no, no. that I work for. Um, I personally do think that it probably wouldn't impact productivity uh, negatively at all and likely would impact productivity positively and uh, would impact uh, mental health positively yep. in in my industry, depending on your, it, that, I guess this is where it gets hard. It depends also on what your job is, right? Like if if I want to think of my job as tech, then yes, 
If I right. want to think of my job as a barista at Starbucks, then obviously that's a different uh, conversation. And, and that same sort of thing goes probably like I know in retail, I would assume that there are, you know, managers and such that are paid salary and that work 40 hours a week. If you work in retail and you only work 32 hours a week, but get paid the same amount, like that's uh, more complicated. Um, You, you know, that's already that I worked, uh, my first job uh, was retail or first uh, jobs were all retail. and I worked a variety of roles in them. And I can tell you that at all times I felt overworked and every single role, I felt like we didn't have enough hands on deck. And I can imagine a world where like, and also, everyone everyone there felt underpaid. I can't imagine that, like, paying people less if they're on hourly things would work well. And one of the <laughs> things that I saw was that, uh, you know, we think about the 40-hour work or driving to a four-day work week, and we think of white-collar work. But um, what's um, here, the we, the others have noted the possible drawbacks for lower-wage hourly workers in particular, groups that would lose income and are sometimes left out of the conversation. Very often when we think about life and uh, conflict and overwork, we have a vision of white-collar workers in mind, Daniel Schneider, a Harvard Kennedy uh, school professor, uh, said. Um, I mean, you're not going to, like, unload an Amazon warehouse truck. You know what I mean? You still need hands to unload Amazon warehouse trucks just the exact same amount, I'm sure, right? So there's definitely a lot of blue-collar work that I think would – and just, you know – entry level work that would be much harder to transition over. I, I don't mean to, to be negative about it and I don't mean to, to take over for your thing. I just, it, it's literally no, one of my points that I had written down here. My, and, and like, just so I can uh, concisely state what my opinion is on four day work week. I think there are certain professions where it would be a great benefit. And I also, uh, I, I consider the prospect quite dubious, uh, with how I think it actually gets integrated with respect to the United States. I do think there are probably other countries that are better at doing that sort of thing than we are. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't, maybe you'll convince me otherwise. I don't see it, uh, fitting into, um, our mindset, uh, as, I mean, maybe, maybe there'll be, like I said, maybe there'll be tech companies that do that sort of thing, or maybe there'll be other, you know, more specific, uh, industries, but I just, by and large, I don't think we're going to fast forward five years from now or 10 years from now and have the, the regular work week be 32 hours a week. I just don't think that's going to be a thing. Uh, but I don't either. Um, so to, to get it out of the way, I think the idea of a 32 hour work week or a four day work week or, uh, you know, there's a lot of different ways, things that are thrown out, uh, I found out. I did not know that. I have not heard of people talking about, like, doing six-hour days w- instead of eight-hour days um, or doing five-hour days without uh, without a, uh, a lunch break, which are two other things that have been talked about a lot and thrown out a lot. Although five-hour days, that's getting down to 25 hours. It's pretty damn substantial. <laughs> that's, like, that's, yeah. that's aggressive, right? Um, and I tried to read a variety of stuff, and one of the things I found out is that there's a lot of studies on how it's gone in individual companies or individual test cases, but I don't think that people have a really strong sense of like exactly how it would impact every industry um, or like what delineates uh, why it was working. Um, there's there's a really prominent example of um, Microsoft did a four, four hour uh, or four hour. I keep saying four hours. I apologize. Four hour work week. I'm, I, apo- I sign up right now. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. I don't care how much you pay me. <laughs> <laughs> you pay me ten grand a year. I'm fuck. I'm in. Um, no. So I, I apologize to our listeners, but and to Jeff for his editing later. Um, but 
So one of the big prominent examples uh, is that Microsoft did a pilot in Japan for it. And they said that their uh, their productivity as measured by sales per employee uh, actually went up dramatically. Um, I have the number here someplace. If you just, just let me find it, Jeff. All right, I'll let you find it. Microsoft's uh, results, uh, year over year, sales by per employee went up by almost 40%, which is a... <laughs> That that number doesn't make sense to me. That number seems to be insane. But the the you know it's a pilot program and it's a small sample of just one company doing it. So there's uh and then also Microsoft went back on it and decided not to adopt it. So wow. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, they said that they may r- return to it in the future. Um, I don't know. Uh, Iceland did a study with um in a pilot uh, pilot program where they did it for um they. Uh, use about one percent of the population or the working population. Um, and it was so successful. Um, I didn't find explicit numbers. There's a huge study that was uh that's public uh called "Going Public: Iceland's Journey to a Shorter Working Week," uh that was just released two months ago. Uh, but now eighty six percent of the working population is either moving to it or going to move to the, having the option of a four day work week. So I mean, it, they are absolutely oh, wow. all in. Huh. Um. Which is dramatic. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, eighty-six percent. I can't imagine eighty-six percent of oh. our com- uh, country. But to your point, in an NPR article about it, uh, a guy who's been studying Peter Capelli, a professor of management at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania, um, says the concept runs counter to Americans' notion of work. Uh, unions are less powerful, <laughs> and workers have less political sway than in other countries. So American companies answer to shareholders. And he quote, I just don't see contemporary U.S. employers saying, you know what, if we create more value here, we're going to give it to the employees. I just don't see that happening. And to- I could definitely <laughs> see a world where that short changes yeah. the, the low level workers, to your point from earlier, that like, I don't know how it works in every single I mean, in in tech. You're totally right. Um, another example from that same uh, that same uh, NPR article was talking about a company uh, Wildbit that switched to it. And she quote said, or she said, we had shipped more features than we had in recent years. We felt more productive. The quality of our work increased. So then we just kept going with it. Um, and I mean, it makes sense. They they literally, she said that they shipped more features and that their productivity went up and yada, yada. I mean, that's, that's to me, that's a pretty good endorsement of how it could work in tech, but not everything's tech. No, not everything's tech. I feel like this feels very much like the work from home shift uh, in, like, honestly, all industries um, and how different companies react to that. And, like, I feel like despite the fact that there may have been very successful uh, work from home situations, that many people, many companies, many, uh, many people in leadership are reluctant to truly embrace that long term um i do feel like that kind of mm, that makes this even more unlikely it feels like maybe i'm wrong but that hesitancy um definitely do you think that's just a workplace culture hesitancy like not do do you feel like that's something that is not rooted in uh like factor is it and just rooted in like you know kind of old school corporate opinions or do you think that's something that like might have validity i think you mean like with the uh, hesitancy to really truly adopt work from home? Uh, yeah, I, I meant work from home this for the uh, or in this context. This I mean for yeah. both. For both, yeah, for for I, I think the conversation 
is kind of intertwined, right? They, they're intertwined. I do feel like I could probably separate them to some degree, but yeah. uh, for the work from home stuff, I feel like it is it is a fear, and I don't say fear in a bad way. Um, I feel like I have a perspective where I can kind of see both sides on this. Yeah. It is a fear of what that will do to the culture of an organization, and if you're the leader of an organization, putting your culture at risk is putting your company at risk, and uh, depending on the situation that you're in, like that is a very scary thing. And again, like not saying scary is a bad thing. Like it just, that is a very big risk that has very high consequences have gone wrong. And you have a very safe way of doing things, which is having people in the office and being able to have typical, like the things that you have probably, if you're in that position, you feel like you have an understanding of from the past, probably 20 or 30 years of doing it. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, and that obviously, again, uh, depends on the company. Like if you're, if you're a company that got founded, uh, by a bunch of 30 year olds, uh, or 20 year olds, uh, three years ago, then that's not going to have the same thing as a person who works for a company who's existed for a hundred years. Um, like it's All just going to be completely different things. Um, on the, on, on the other side, uh, oh, can I, can I interrupt to, oh, uh, yeah. to touch on one thing that yeah. you said? Yeah, yeah. So um, I tried to uh, – in Forbes and Wall Street Journal both had articles that gave a good kind of like both um, uh, both sides uh, or rather trying to give uh, positive examples and negative examples of how things don't work. But one of the negative examples talked about a lack of workplace culture when they tried to implement um, – I believe that was one of the ones that tried to implement a five-hour workday. And they encouraged their employees to turn off their phones, discouraged um, – to uh employees to from like idle chatter and the general uh like reasoning was hey if you guys can get out of here in five hours we'll get you home at 2 p.m you can have more of a life you can be a happier employee you can be more focused on just your work and make those five hours at, like just productive as hell but what he found was people didn't know each other as well there wasn't as much of a connection to their company and so he lost people pretty quick um and also sometimes people yeah. felt stressed that they w- had to be productive in those that time period. Um, that might be something that speaks more to the idea of a five-hour workday than it does to the idea of uh, a four-day work week. But I could certainly see a world where because you're more cramped for time you're and you're just like not at work as much, you, uh, it, you know, those, those less critical time or there's less time that is... Uh, less critical i know it's like you know using less twice in the same sentence but um and that could take away i could see how that could take away from building culture and building like a a positive uh positive relationships around an office right there's Um, there's so many weird uh, i don't mean to cut you off like uh, i just i really this sort of stuff is is very good like it sounds very nice but there are things that are genuine concerns like um like right. companies that do, uh, you have infinite PTO by like uh, statistically, they people like companies that have quote unquote infinite PTO, uh-huh. they have employees that take significantly less than average PTO because they feel huh. guilty for taking that time off because that makes sense. because it's a benefit and they, people don't want to feel like they're taking advantage of a thing. Whereas if you say like, oh, you have you know three weeks of vacation, you have four weeks of vacation. You don't feel guilty for taking time off. Like it's just your time. That's what you have to take. If you don't take it, you're going to, you know, you're if gonna you don't do it, you're going to lose it. Right. But if you have infinite, then every day that you take off is something that you are causing your team to have to take more work than you would have if you didn't take it off and stuff like that. And like it is, it sounds very nice. It's a very uh, Silicon Valley-esque 
um, benefit. But I think Netflix was one of the very big companies that did that early on. I don't know if they still do it these days, but infinite um, PTO. Yeah, infinite PTO. But it yep. resulted in employees taking significantly less paid time off. That's really um, interesting. You, you, I mean, uh, I mean, you already filled it up. But it's, it's, it's interesting how like it can disincentivize the thing that you're trying to do, anyways, right? Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me to hear that you know, uh, limiting the work week has unintended negative consequences potentially. Um, even to the people, like even in, I, I don't know, like there, like my example was it's a negative to the employee itself. What you were giving, where people don't stay as long as negative to the company, but. I think just oh, yeah. by and large, it's, it's it has unintended consequences. I think uh, is is not surprising, but right. also it's, it's interesting how it plays out. It, and it's it, there's there's a lot of stuff that's interesting about it. it you're totally right. Uh, and my biases are always biased towards uh, towards like the worker perspective. I I have only ever been a worker and not an owner or a manager, so you know it's it's very easy for me to sympathize with that perspective. And the idea of a four day work week is super appealing, like more time for work life balance. Uh, I know that there's a lot of jobs that we're not all dialed in for all the time, <laughs> um, but it is interesting to think of the the, the downsides. Um, I mean, there's there's one that um, there was one company that talked about they work in a uh, like a um, what's, uh, like a higher pace environment and uh, competitive environment, and when people weren't available, that meant when they came back they had to be briefed on it, which took out from other people's times and they had to have, uh, you know, excess communication and they actually ended up having like more meetings, which one of the things that I've seen, uh, uh, harped on in almost every article I've read is people talking about trying to cut down on meetings or cut down on the wasted <laughs> time in, in, in meetings. And, Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you can sympathize with that. I can, I can. I again, you've you've hit a chord that I have many opinions about. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yep. No, you're fine. Um, uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, do you know what uh, Parkinson's lies? I do not. Okay, so uh, it's it's a joke, uh, a joke law, but it is a law that it, this this is tied back as uh, as soon as I read this, I was like, oh yeah, we should have been able to know about this uh, like months ago when we talked about this same idea. Uh, Parkinson's law is the adage that work expands to fill the time allotted for its completion, yep. which is literally yeah. what we've talked about when you've talked about. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's a multifaceted thing in that most people, when given enough time for uh, for a job, will find other things that are tangentially related. Um, people will uh, people will procrastinate, which we've already talked about. Um, you will find. Uh, oh gosh, I'm sorry. Hold on. What is it? Uh, Parkinson's law of triviality says that people within organizations often give undue time and attention to trivial matters. They talk about a related thing called social loafing, which is the tendency of people working in groups to put forth less effort than they would on solo solo projects. And while this doesn't seem to be like a thing that is explicitly bared out in data, it is something that people talk about. And it, you know, it it adds up to me. I mean, I I have this, this uh, phenomenon for sure, where I am given X amount of time to complete a project. And I usually complete it near the end of that, not, you know, weeks in advance. <laughs> and I, I think it's because when you are given the leniency to, to do, uh, or when you're given enough leniency that you're not pressed for time, you will often find other ways to fill that time, whether it's productive or not. Um, and some of those productive ways are still not going to be as productive. It's a thousand percent true. I'm really good at um, setting myself, pre- like not, not unrealistic deadlines, but like, 
uh, highly aggressive deadlines to get things done. Because if I don't do that, then you're 100 percent right. Like things will fill the vacuum yep. of your time, and they're oftentimes probably not as important or as pressing as the the thing that you actually need to get done. But like, my gosh, yeah, if I can, if I can put off doing this big annoying thing a little bit longer and do anything else, I will it find a way. Probably will, yeah, you probably will. I'll find will. a way, or somebody will uh, find a way for me to to fill that time. A hundred percent. Nick, we should probably wrap this up. Uh, Nick, this week I, I want to plug our Patreon podcast. Normally, we just read through the thing. I think this week is going to be fun. Uh, is Good. the closest I've ever had to making this be an actual episode, and it honestly very well may be. Um, if you want to check that out, you can go to patreon.com forward slash Tywasap. You can also follow us at Tywasap on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Uh, you can find all of that at Tywasap.com. Nick, uh, even though it's Friday, I appreciate you coming and hanging out and <laughs> potting with me. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Ed. You're welcome. Uh, this has been the year we started the podcast. Thank you for listening. Oh, gosh. I think that was really good. It was fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs>